0: Metal Sucks Blast Beat Network here with me today. How are you? What's up, you been,
1: man? I'm um, all right, man. Thank yeah. you for. <laughs> I'm loving this setup you have here with like the couch and the the Van Halen on the wall. Yeah, uh, Van was Halen this special
0: for me, Van Halen, And yeah. the Rivers poster? Or
1: uh, you I've been have having it. the
0: Rivers poster up there here and there, but the Van Van Halen was special for you. But I also oh, love man. Van Halen.
1: That's that's so touching. I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been. Um, tough to recover from that one like you know obviously yeah we 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 need to move on but um for like a good week there i was just non-stop jamming van halen just non-stop
0: Uh, dude i've i grew up listening to van halen a lot my mom loves van halen my dad does too but my mom really loves van halen (laughs) and so that's all she would play like a lot of fucking van halen so dude that's
1: me yeah, like me since really? I was 10 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm only a few years older than you, but, uh, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, um, like I, I got into it yep. I, um because I like, I saw the video for jump on MTV and I just thought oh, it was so, was it. so cool, you know, and it, it, was, it was like years after, you know, it was probably like MTV classic or something that I saw it on. I, I don't think that channel existed yet, but, um, yeah. you know, the, like, I think they had a show daytime show or something and I saw it and my mind
0: was blown. Oh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't... No one no one sounded like Van Halen, and no one played guitar like that, I feel like. He just had his own thing. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, you know, I've been talking about this a lot with
1: with some folks, and, like, his style... Like, most guitarists kind of block things out into, like, rhythms and leads, Mm -hmm. and, you know, this is Part A, and this is Part B, and this is Part C. Like, for him, it was just one fluid kind of more constantly morphing thing of rhythms and leads and you know this just kind of like continuous statement rather than just like chunks of riffs
0: i got you it. know yeah, exactly no, no you're right i didn't even exp- i didn't even see that coming i knew he had he was fighting cancer right for a little while for a few years
1: yeah i'm um, right. i i did um i, I actually it, like but... had a I had a thought, like I don't know, maybe over the summer sometime. I was like, should we write Eddie Van Halen's obituary now, just to be ready? Wow, which yeah. is like really sad and morbid, and like we've actually never done that before. But yeah, you, you have to imagine like the writers at the or editors at the New York Times have are just sitting on like like they've got the Ozzy obituary written oh, already, sure, like, that's ready to go. You know, like all Keith mm-hmm. Richards, uh, um, Paul McCartney, you know, like all those they have all those right. guys, like. Those obits are written, ready to go, you know. Yeah, so, I, yeah. but anyway, yeah, I had that thought about Van Halen. Um, I didn't do it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's sad, it's but uh, we move on. I just, I just hope that, uh, I hope that today's kids, <laughs> uh, I hope <laughs> that, you know, the the younger generations generation. uh, can appreciate all that he did for metal. Yeah, he uh, did a lot for you it. You know, and I just hope, I hope that this has brought some visibility to that and, mm-hmm. and inspired some of those people to dive deep.
0: Yeah, seriously. Well, anyway, so how's how's everything been with you during this whole pandemic and adjusting to it? I know you've been we talked about it prior to this.
1: Yeah, um, well, um, Different. yeah, my my. Uh, my family and I relocated to Woodstock, New York at the yeah, like dawn of the pandemic, basically. Um,
0: yeah, like right in the start, right? Right in the beginning. I yeah. Think, so so. Well, we,
1: we, uh, for, for those who, who don't know who are, who are listening, uh, we've been in Brooklyn for the past however many years. I was born and raised in Manhattan. Uh, so, oh, okay. you know, hardly ever lived outside of New York city except for college. Um, and, my wife is from up here in Wood- Woodstock. She grew up here and yeah. uh, lived a few other places before eventually settling in Brooklyn. And that's when we met. But uh, so we had a baby on March fourteenth, which is like the day. In fact, no, maybe you can hear that baby it. crying right now. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Literally, um, that was like what but, the day uh, after. Uh, or so. So yeah, like it. that was kind of when things like really hit America hard, like when people realized, realized yeah. how serious this was, mm-hmm. was that week, you know, and that's when the stock market tanked and, uh, you know, and just like everything really started shutting down. So we had our baby March 14th yeah, and, uh, that was a Saturday yeah. or, um, right. Yeah. It was Saturday. And then on Sunday, March 15th, we learned that New York City public schools would be closing uh, the following oh. day on Monday, which affects us because we also have a five five year old at the time he was four in yeah. pre K, and we were not Prepared. expecting to have him at home with us yeah. when we were, you know, it's handling this this newborn. Um, yeah, you know, a lot. like all of a sudden, I mean, that really changed everything. You I didn't know, realize like they shut the schools kids down right away. Were, probably,
0: I, that's crazy.
1: Well, they should have done it sooner. Uh, yeah, like they, they should have done it sooner, re- yeah. honestly. But, yeah. um, but I mean, they had to because, you know, it was just like spreading like wildfire. It was yeah. just out of control. Yeah. Um, but, um, But yeah, so, you know, that created a big issue because now we had to take care of the four-year-old. And, um, you know, he was in school and aftercare from basically eight fifteen in the morning till five. So that mm. was a big chunk of time that we had to fill. And you know, and four year olds are needy. You know, they need oh, attention. Yeah. They need stimulation. They need <clears throat> you to make food. And, you know, they just they're they're not malicious or, you know, like overly needy. They just <laughs> they just need, you know, they need yeah, attention. Yeah, they need your attention. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, so we needed help and uh and we couldn't have anyone we couldn't have my parents come over to help because of the pandemic. We couldn't like hire babysitters. We couldn't at that point, we couldn't even like go to playgrounds, see any of his friends, like do yeah. playdate, like anything. So we uh, we we waited it out for ten days, mm-hmm. and then we packed up and came up here to Woodstock to move in with my wife's mother, yep, um, in, in the house that my wife grew up in, and we never left. <laughs>
0: so,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been quite an adventure. Um, it's, it's been nice being up here, being in the country, in the mountains. It is really
0: nice up there.
1: Yeah. Because I grew I up know, like 45
0: minutes money. away from there.
1: Some like, history in the area, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been different, man. You know, I mean, like I've spent a lot of my spring and summer and fall gardening. Uh, there was a beautiful garden, gated-in garden that was left behind by my father-in-law who passed last year and... I took it over and uh, just grew everything, man. Just really? so many vegetables. And it, I, I had a lot of fun doing it.
0: That's awesome. I've never done anything like that before.
1: <laughs> well, now One day, that when I get a house. Way too hot. Like human habitations.
0: Yeah, Texas. Yeah, it's, it's hard to grow stuff here, especially in the summer. It's just hot as yeah. shit the entire time.
1: Yeah, man, but yeah, it, yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun, because um, I never had a chance to do anything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, living and living, growing up in uh, the yeah, city. I like, had some failures, but also had <coughs> uh, like a lot of successes, really, like more successes than than failures. Um, oh, that's, good. that's good. Had positive. a ton of cucumbers, and lettuce, and peas, and bok choy, different kinds of squash. Uh, you know, it was like a big space we're talking about here, so you know, I got yeah. down like dozens of each kind of plant you know like it was cool i wow. just tons of time weeding and like i really uh got in touch with the natural world i think like it's corny <laughs> to say but it is Yeah. Know, just became like acutely aware of the changing seasons and sunlight and all you know that and, learning and everything about it that all. like yeah like really just comes along with growing
0: food that's yeah i mean growing up in the city and everything you never had that Really at all,
1: yeah. right? I mean, where exactly. do you in Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, like, I had house plants, you know. like Yeah. I, had, I guess it counts for something because, yeah. It, you know, a lot of people say they can't even keep a house plant alive. But if you can fulfill the basic needs of light and water, like, you you know, you can do it.
0: You can make um,
1: that happen. But, yeah, I mean, like, so much of it was just following instructions. <clears throat> so, yeah, you, you probably know, have like to like you look at a the, lot. Um, all right. Yeah, well, you amount, just like right? look at the back of the seed package, you know, and it says like plant in rows one foot apart, you know, like, you know, like, okay. Right. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right. I can do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then just.
1: Um, But yeah, man, you know, like overall, it's been, it's been tough.
0: Um, yeah. It's definitely a big adjustment. I feel like. Yeah.
1: You know, and it's like, be it, you know, still we're, we're really on our own out here. Like, you know, we have yeah. some friends here, uh, some of my wife's friends who,
0: Still did a there. similar
1: thing as we did and oh. some that just you know never never left. Yeah. Um and I and I, I, have, one fri- I have one friend of <laughs> one friend. <laughs> one one in, friend of- in Woodstock? Um in Kingston. Oh
0: Kingston, okay. Yeah. I have it's a few friends that
1: live out minutes. there. Yeah. Uh Jesse Leach lives here actually from Kill Switch, Engage. He's he's in not Woodstock. a friend of mine, but he does live he lives in Woodstock now, yeah.
0: Wow. I did not expect
1: that. Yeah, he has he has been for the past couple of years. If he's a good Instagram follow and he posts about it a lot. Like uh, it. You know, being being one with nature.
0: Yeah. And so on and so forth. I figured Very you wouldn't know him. You never have you ever met Jesse before? I mean I'm sure you I, have, bet, right? Yeah, but
1: you know, like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call him a friend.
0: Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So let's talk about like the early days of metal socks. I never knew like, I actually don't know any history of metal socks. I, I always, I've been trying to figure out like when I found the website, like what year it was that I found metal socks because the ones I do remember that I found when I was younger was like the PRP. The PRP was one website I would always go to when I was younger, like in high school. Um, Early on in high school, like when I was like a freshman, I found it, I remember. And because they would always like, I think the one thing that um, stood out about it was that they always had like the release dates for records. So I'd always know when shit was coming out. And that was like one. And I, I remember following, like finding Lamgoat. I probably found metal sucks around that time too. I feel like.
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly when that was for you, but um if you were into new metal, probably PRP was the, the place one. for those headlines. Yeah. Uh, like still is like that dude has an uncanny ability for like a, just uh, like posting about the tones all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and I, I, I happen to know from, you know, from working with, with him that those are some of his best performing stories. I think it's just like, became kind that of the Tones fan club in a way. But like, he also oh, just like died. finds the the, whatever the most obscure c-level new metal band from like 2001 is doing yeah if they're like doing anything he finds out about it and writes about it it's it's kind of awesome (laughs) Um, awesome. but anyway yeah so we um we started metal sucks at the end of 2006 so it's been almost 14 years which is bananas
0: that's why Um, yeah
1: and my partner, Matt, and I, who writes under Axel, yep, yeah, we, uh, we've we known each other since we were in kindergarten. Uh, Holy you know, we've been going shit. to shows together for most of our lives, and you know, and yeah,
0: we've always been good era. friends,
1: and we've always been listening to metal. So yeah. um, we were at a show. It was Children of Bodum and a monomarth co-headliner Jeez. at um, what is now – I actually think that club – was closed, but it was the former PlayStation Theater, oh. uh, Nokia Theater, Nokia. Best Buy
0: Theater. It yeah, was it was that all one. of those. Yeah,
1: um, and um, I had this idea, and the idea was, let's make a website that's like Pitchfork but for metal.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, you know, like let let's make it funny mm. and snarky. <laughs> let's just make it like our conversations that we have stoned on your couch and like watching music videos, like Beavis and Butthead style. But let's just put that online, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, make it and and just write about it. Like let's let's just
0: let's see what know, happens. Let's, let's do something.
1: Let's do something different than what any of the other websites at the time were doing.
0: Yeah, it
1: seems kind of novel, uh, or or sorry, it seems kind of passe now because. So many sites do this, but at the time there was nobody that was giving original, honest takes on metal.
0: Yeah,
1: you just had uh, Blabbermouth were were the big players in the space, and you know, oh, and yeah, still are so really. Huge. They're just like uh, you know press release, cut and copy and paste kind of format. Yeah, with a skew towards, I guess maybe like slightly older stuff. You would maybe say, although I mean they keep current. You know, they they cover the current stuff. Yeah, they but, still do. Uh, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and there were some other sites um, or, you know, I guess like at the time, Revolver Magazine, um, Decibel, uh, yeah. you know, not, none of these places were doing really what we wanted to do, which, which was just to be honest uh, and and funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so we launched it. I uh, just set up a very basic WordPress, like didn't even change the theme, just like out of the Cut box WordPress
0: site. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think made like a little custom he- header with the name Metal Sucks in the Pantera font. And we just <laughs> we just started writing, you know, and um, it caught on really fast because no one was doing it, you know, yeah, and like people is... appreciated the honesty
0: yeah.
1: of like talking about bands. I mean, I think back then we were like way more brutal <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, than we are now, like sometimes for effect, uh,
0: you know, uh, but be, yeah. Um, Back then, it was just like really, 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 really honest. I guess we would just like, like really lay cool. into man We would just like make
1: fun of bands <laughs> for like stupid reasons, and just you know, like fuck these guys, and <laughs> just like really, like go for it. Yeah. Uh, and um, I love that. Yeah, caught on because people liked the writing style. They liked the honesty. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. Um, and like I've said a few times, no one was doing anything like that. So, um, the first ones, you know, it, uh, yeah, like it, it quickly got to a point where it was something that we could see maybe going somewhere. Yeah. Uh, at the time we both still had day jobs that thankfully were the type of jobs where we could kind of do it on the side, you know, sneak yeah, in while little, you're at like, Post here and there. Like I think mm. in those years we were posting like five or six times a day, oh, okay. just kind of you know, the stuff that we wanted to. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then, uh, nice. yeah. I mean, do you, do you want to hear the whole, uh, like where, where we went from that with blast beat and, and yeah, everything? yeah. I
0: did want to get into blast beat and how that all like became a thing how it all started right
1: so so yeah so at the time i was working at atlantic records i was a web project manager which means oh, okay. the like in between person connecting the bands and uh developers and designers
0: oh uh, shit mostly
1: okay. like at the time uh like skinning myspace pages that was kind of the thing you know and i was the go between it was like okay guys like what do you want on your myspace page like, what do you want it to look like you know oh, and they okay. would they would tell me and then I would translate that to like designer developer speak I got and you. get it done and get it done. Yeah, You know, like both those people and, and then go back and forth and, and, um, keep that process going until it was just, just right. The way the artist wanted it. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that for the rock bands at Atlantic. Wow. Uh, How long were you there for? I was there for about a year and a half, year and three quarters. Okay. Too, too um, and so, yeah, th- this takes us up now until July 2009. Yeah. That, that was when I quit. Um, and in that time, in the, I guess, two and a half years or so between when we started the site and when I quit Atlantic. Yeah. Um, we had hooked up with the metal injection guys who were also New Yorkers and who were doing a similar thing as us. We had met up with them, uh, basically just to meet one another. You know, like, hey, like we're both doing kind of the same thing. Like, let's hang out. Uh, yeah, so not? those guys came over to my house with uh, with a bottle of Jameson and uh, nice. And uh, we supplied the weed, I think, or maybe I <laughs> do. I don't, I don't remember. But we got hella yeah. baked and <laughs> we came up with the idea for Blast Beat Network, which allowed us to keep the independent identities of our two sites separate uh, while also teaming up to help each other through, uh, like by making a bigger platform that we could sell advertising on.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah, that and that took, uh, you know, we got it off the ground fairly quickly, like within a couple months. And we got uh, the roster of sites of Blastbeed then was totally different than it is now. Yeah. Um uh you know, I think like at the time there was a site SMN News that was big in the metal scene for a while. I remember uh, that. Metal Underground. Yeah, I remember uh, that as well. Yeah, there were there were a few that that sadly are no longer with us. But yeah. um but uh yeah, now we've got Lamgoat, the PRP, obviously Metal Sucks and Metal Injection, right. uh Metal Insider, Gear Gods, which was a, a venture we started later on together. Yeah. And uh, and, and a handful of others and like, it's worked really well for us, honestly. Um, it's provided a one stop. I mean, you know, you've bought out. Oh, yeah, on it. yeah, know, yeah. You know, I know. No, it's great. You know, it, I know a lot of people that bought ads on it. One stop shop for people to people who are interested in targeting the metal audience, they can just yeah. come to us and, and do one ad buy instead of having to do 10 different buys.
0: Exactly. You just go through you and you guys set it all up. Yeah. Do you have a lot of bands? That come to you like unsigned bands sometimes, or... uh, like unsigned
1: bands looking to buy ads directly from us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that we happens. do, and uh, we actually have uh, a package that's designed just for them, it's our least expensive package because obviously bands aren't gonna you know, have a ton of money to spend on their own. Yeah, um, makes sense. I, like I would say by by volume just by like number of instances of like individual packages sold like it's by mm-hmm. far the most popular one It is. Um, I, I put, by yeah. like by dollar amount cumulative no because you know like we'll get if we get a like five thousand dollar campaign from a label which is rare but you know does happen yeah it's from time or to time, from right? you know from somebody outside the industry or like from a live show promoter like that that would be an area where we would get that level of buy yeah. you know that Take like whatever the math is, twenty-five unsigned bands to like even just hit five thousand dollars, you know. Yeah. So dollar-wise, but yeah, I mean, we sell a lot. Oh, uh, I mean, one great. of the, one of the things we get uh, more and more is unsigned bands asking us how much it costs to post their video, which oh, is my, frustrating and stuff. Yeah, like any right. of the sites, we get them inquiries for all the sites and um this is something that i've learned is more common in europe Uh, i think specifically germany but not only germany okay uh you know we get bands wanting to you know they want coverage and they just don't understand how it works yeah Uh, we we try and keep those relationships as separate as possible the the editorial from the advertising like obviously it's not perfect because we're the same people and we're we're handling both of them but we i mean we certainly don't outright sell placements we've never done that
0: yeah you don't do that
1: Uh, no you know but there's i mean you know there's ways that probably we 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 do cover stuff because like a label is buying, a, you know, a package. Maybe like, if we're being honest, like, yeah, not yeah. not being asked for it necessarily. Like, I, I will say, like, we've never, we we wouldn't, we would never include that, you know. And I know yeah. for a fact there are some publications, even in the U.S., that do just like straight up, like, if so, you buy an ad package, we will cover your band. Yeah, um,
0: they'll push that. We, the
1: don't, band. we don't you know, like where, where it might be a factor is like, say, uh, like a label spent some money on an ad package for a release. And then we get a pitch separately from that, from the okay. publicist. And it's a band that like me, like there's like, okay, you know, like a perfectly adequate, like normal band that like, maybe Makes none sense. of us are super jazzed on, but like, they're fine, you know, yeah. like, okay. Right up the video, like sure,
0: yeah, you'll do it.
1: But yeah, it's it's a slippery slope, and you know we try and keep those two worlds as separate as possible.
0: Yeah, no, I could see why you would do that. That's great. So blast beat. So what year was blast beat started in?
1: So blast beat was started in two thousand eight. Wow. And then we all quit our jobs throughout the course of two thousand nine and devoted ourselves fully to blast beat and metal sucks and metal injection.
0: Wow, so too. Wow, damn. that's crazy. It's a long time. I didn't realize Beat has been around that long. I thought that was like fairly new, like, I don't know. like I always thought it was like five or six years old, maybe for some no, reason. Um, I mean, maybe it's just
1: gotten more visibility lately for yeah. one reason or another, you know, like people talking about it, but like, um, yeah, it's been it's been the economic engine that's allowed us to do this, frankly because yeah. like if we were just alone um it would be a lot harder to attract those advertising dollars mm-hmm. and you know like we earn money off the other sites too so exactly. for all the ads that we sell that we display on the prp and lamb goat we take we keep a percentage of those you yeah, know and that, makes helps, sense. and that helps fund what we do yeah no that uh, totally makes sense so yeah it all adds up
0: well, that's good to know. I didn't really know all that background history.
1: Yeah, at it's all. like
0: a really unique, uh,
1: you know. Um, I mean, I guess it's not that unique in that vertical ad networks have existed for quite a long. Time. In fact, you know, are kind of like antiquated at this point with <laughs> everyone buying ads on oh, social yeah. media most part. But like, uh, you know, it's it's allowed us to do this full time for yeah. you know, eleven years, yeah. which is pretty goddamn remarkable.
0: You it know. Is. Um, To be able to,
1: and and like I tell people this all the time, to be able to learn and to earn a living in heavy metal is extremely rare. It is. And I'm super fortunate to have been able to do it for this long. Yeah. So, you know, like I always say, like if it dried up tomorrow, Mm -hmm. like I would just be like, all right, well, it's been a good run. Yeah. Like, you know. We did it for that long. (laughs) Uh, But, um yeah, it's it's so Blastbeat has really a, kind of been the economic engine that's allowed that to happen. Gotcha. Um, if if we never did form Blastbeat, who knows? Maybe we would have been able to do it independently, or maybe we would have partnered up with a different network, yeah. whether that was in Metal World or somewhere else. Yeah. But as it stands, Blastbeat has been good to us. Yeah, no, sure. That's
0: awesome. So, so we had a question from Alec. It's a good, it's a good question, I guess. Um, I've been asked it before, but do you have any advice or tips on what you think bands should be doing more than ever during this pandemic, the standstill?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, write music. Just write like, music. Write, like write, like write, 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 like until your fingers bleed or your voice is <laughs> sore. Uh, you know, until you know you have way more than one album. You've got like five albums
0: worth of material. Written. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, you I've know, been telling everyone, too. Like, just write.
1: Because, like, what's going to make you better? I mean, you know, like, you can't tour, obviously. So that's just, like, just forget about that. Don't even, yeah. even worry about that at all. It's just not happening. So, Yes. I mean, this is a thing, uh, you know, I think that bands... Lose sight of very often, especially in metal, which is yeah. kind of like a technically focused genre. Yeah, is that songwriting is so 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 important? And by songwriting, I mean the art of writing a good song. Yes. Uh, you know what's a good song? Well, a good song is one that people will remember and want to listen to again
0: mm-hmm.
1: on its most elemental level. Yeah. You know, and there's people. Who I mean, you know, to some extent, I guess, well, okay, no, I'm not gonna say that. I like <laughs> I just think that <laughs> I think that songwriting is a skill that develops over time. Yeah. And the more you do it, the better at it you get.
0: Yeah. Like, um the more you practice, the better you're gonna you know, eventually get at yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it's, it's just like it's just like anything, that's right. And and I just think it's something that so often gets overlooked as its own. Art form. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do. I do. I do.
1: And like, I think a lot of metal players in particular sort of look down at genres that are more song focused, mm-hmm. like pop or country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, I have the utmost respect for pop and country songwriters wow, because yeah, those people have tremendous skill like just insane levels of skill like the ability to write a catchy song with mm-hmm. a hook that people want to sing and people want to hear again and again that yeah. is not easy you know like people think it's easy it's like oh it's a three and a half minute song like verse chorus verse Horse, bridge, bridge chorus, yeah you
0: know, but like it's album. really not that easy
1: it's not only not that easy, it's insanely difficult. You know, there's like, there's a reason these guys get paid millions of dollars. These songwriters. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, that's a kind of a bit of a tangent, but I would say to Alec, uh, just write, man, like get better His band's at good, your actually. instrument, get better at songwriting. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that when it does come time to record an album and eventually tour, you've got, 50 songs they don't have to be like you know just very basic demos you've got 50 songs and you can choose the best ones yeah and just work on refining those and make those your album exactly you know and like not like nothing is gonna service you more for your career than good songs at the end of the day it all comes back to good songs like you can have uh, a cool look or a gimmick like yeah. Ghost, for example, uh, like a band that I see a lot of people say like, oh, it's just the gimmick. It, you know, it's just the, I I, know. like the story. Like Ghost. Ghost, those things are totally important and part of Ghost success. But if they didn't have good songs, they would not be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have great songs. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, man, uh, work on the songs. That's my That's it.
0: Yeah, that's what I've been telling everyone. I even had a, I had a call with uh, Lynn, the drummer of Ingested, this morning about some things. And um, he was even like, he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to, we'll have a new record out by the time or even before touring starts again. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, we have a whole new record done. It's all written. He said, we're just banging songs out left and right. We're just constantly writing. He's like, that's all we've been doing. Yeah. Like, literally, he's like, all we've been doing is writing. <laughs> Even, prepare, you know, after they recorded the new record that, you know, just came out a couple months ago, he's like, we were writing the new record <laughs> during the recording of that record. And I'm like, damn, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, the yeah, that's time, you gotta be. yeah, that's what you got to do. You, you know?
1: got to write. got to keep doing it. Uh, keep I mean, it obviously, works. you have to rest
0: also. Yeah. Uh, but if the creative up, juices are going it's like you just got to go and like even exactly. sean the guitarist has told me because he writes most of the stuff he's like dude i've just been on a kick man it's just constantly like i wake up start playing guitar and i'm just like busting out these riffs so i just record that's everything amazing. yeah i was like damn dude
1: it's, i mean it's... that's also like uh it's it's good that he has the drive
0: to yeah do exactly like a lot of
1: people don't whether it's just their very nature or mental illness or just you know having trouble motivating that day or whatever and like i want to acknowledge it's understandable that, you know, like it, it it is really hard to sit down and write songs and record them you know mm-hmm. like it just like you have to get over this mental hurdle into forcing yourself to do it sometimes yeah no, and right. that's really really difficult i feel um, like
0: it's like even more difficult it can be more difficult now because of just everything going on for some I'm sure yeah. there's people, musicians out there that are having a hard time writing.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, just cause like, you know, of all that's going on in the world can certainly bring you down. Um, I'm not sure if you meant it that way or you meant in yeah. terms of like some like sometimes you can almost have too much time on your hands. Yes in a way.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, Why be a musician if you aren't always trying to make music? True. <laughs>
1: COVID That's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Alec in the chat now yeah. saying that, and it's uh, really not
0: the easiest. COVID makes it real hard, especially. Yeah, it does. Because everyone doesn't know, everyone there's like no like um, light at the end of the tunnel at the moment. I guess you could say. If there was, then I feel like more people will be. I don't know. More positive. I mean, I've been going. I've had my. I've had many up, many ups and downs during all this shit. Yeah, Um. I, I definitely keep to myself a lot. You know, I'll talk to my girlfriend about things, but like it's um, it, it is a roller coaster. So I, I give, you know, even like hearing like Sean or the guys in Injusted being like, oh, yeah, we've just been writing a lot. And I'm like, wow, props. You know, <laughs> that's good. That yeah. I have that motivation.
1: I mean, the other thing is like everyone is great in their own mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like. You know, when when Alex says, like, why be a musician if you aren't always trying to make music? Yeah, like I, I think some people just get hung up on 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 the steps between the the concept in your mind yeah and manifesting it in reality. Mm-hmm. You know, like it like that's the hardest step a lot of times.
0: Yeah. Uh, right.
1: So, you know, I think it's uh like, even the most talented musicians just can have trouble with that. Oh, yeah. You know, which is why you see, like, some bands take five years or, like, ten years between albums and why some crank them out every two or three.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely reasons behind all of that. So how did you first start working with Rivers and Nile? Let's talk about the boys.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, there was, there was a band that I managed before Rivers – um, or, well, there were a few, but for the purposes of this conversation, the, there was this band, the binary code who oh, were yeah. still kicking, uh, Great and, band. uh, you know, yeah, really good band. And they were dudes that I knew from just like the scene, you know, yeah. in New Jersey, New York, like, honestly, I can't quite remember exactly how I came across them. Um, I, think, I feel like it might've been Curran Reynolds. Do you know Curran?
0: Wow. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I haven't heard his name yeah, in like a while.
1: He, he, he's he been um a publicist in the metal world for a yeah. long time, but he's also a musician. He was in Wet Nurse for a while. He was in uh, Today is the Day with Steve Austin. Yeah. And now he has his own project, Body Stuff. Uh, but just oh, like really nice dude, out. really, really understated, uh, you know, really cares a lot about the genre. He would yeah. have these shows at a, a now defunct venue in Manhattan called The Lit Lounge which Sounds was really just a dingy basement on the Lower East Side. I mean, it, it held like maybe 50 people. Yeah. Um. But he would do these shows there every Monday night for years. Okay. And yeah. they were a real cool like showcase for local talent, really, you know. Yeah. And, and he would book bands from out of town, too, sometimes. But I I, I think what happened is he reached out. And he said, "Hey, man, I think you would dig this band, Binary Code. You should, you should come down and check them out." And <clears throat> excuse me. So I did, and you know, and they were awesome. And um, I'd always kind of wanted to get into management, and and so I started talking to them and yeah. um, worked with them for two or three years, I think, maybe longer even. Yeah, mm-hmm. like probably four or five years. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe. maybe even longer than that uh but like never could really get anything going for them uh you know and i'm not sure why there are probably a bunch of reasons but uh yeah, ironically it was jesse from that band who then said to me hey man uh you gotta come check out this band rivers of nile okay. who are opening for us at lit lounge on the monday night show i oh, think you right. would really dig them like come out early make sure you see them yeah. And, uh, same thing. Like I went and I was just blown away. I was like, holy shit. Like these guys are fucking killing it. Like these guys oh, yeah. are good, man. You know, they were like yeah, you saw super, it. super tight. I just remember, you know, it was a small room with like literal, like stone walls, you know? So it was like very hard to sound good in there and they just sounded fantastic and like their like hair was like fucking everywhere and it just looked <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know? And, um, And so I like same thing. I kind of started talking to them. But by that time, I had the hindsight of the binary code Mm -hmm. in which, you know, like I would sit with the binary code and we would like I would build the Shopify store for the pre-orders and spend hours on it. And we would, you know, they would come over and we would package up CDs together and like all that, you know. And so by this time with Rivers – I kind of learned my lesson a little bit. I was like, listen, I really like to do this with you guys. I would like to see if I can get something going, but I can only do it if I have a team, uh, meaning a label and a booking agent. Like I I can't be the only person. It's just too hard.
0: It's too Um, much. Yeah, for sure.
1: So I said, you know, let me shop you guys around Mm -hmm. and, and see what I can do. Um, and I ended up getting them a bunch of offers. um, I had
0: season yeah, you picked picked them up before they were signed. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah they were had... they were not signed. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I, I ended up going to my contacts at labels and, and mm. sending them some demos that I had and, yeah. uh, you know, and trying to get them to take a chance on the band. So we, we ended up having a few labels and interested like four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we went with metal blade and, um, yeah, the the rest, as they say, is history. I mean, it's like it, I will say it's there. been, and you know, and you know this, like it's been a long road for them. Yeah, Their no, it has not overnight
0: at mm. all. No,
1: um, not You at know, all. it was between when I started working with them in I think 2011, and when you know the the success that they experienced on Where Owls Know My Name, uh, that's like seven years. Yeah, you Dude, know, literally, and like. A, I'll tell you. I tell this story all the time. Yeah. Uh, back back before the world ended in our Brooklyn apartment, um, <laughs> I've got a gigantic print of the album cover from their first record, The Conscious Seed of Light. Yeah. Which was custom made for me by Dan Seagrave, who, really? who made the painting. Um, and it's like, it's huge. It's 44 inches by 40. So basically four Holy feet by four shit. feet. And it's like gigantic and it's framed and it's one of a kind. Yeah. Um, and... I bought that with all of the money that I made on the entire first album cycle.
0: Wow. You know, so yeah. like,
1: <laughs> I did, you know, I mean, I guess you could, you could hear that and think like, Oh, that must've been an expensive, uh, you know, but no, it was the opposite. Like it was, it was, opposite, yeah. it was very fairly priced. I just didn't earn much money. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that's just what it was like for the first two albums. But I believed in these guys, And they just kept getting better and better, you know, like to Alex point, like they worked on the songwriting and they worked on their skills and they worked on their live show and and everything, you know, and through years of hard work, it paid off. Um, So, yeah, that's those guys. That's that's how I came. And, you know, and they've become some of my good friends. Uh, Love those guys. And, you know, like I can only take so much credit. I think like I've put them in uh, or at least played a part in putting them in a position to succeed and sort of
0: yeah no, guided
1: the boat a little bit but yeah, you know you again like speaking to to alex point yeah. um it you know none of it would matter if they had not written an incredible album
0: yeah because i lo- I remember when you hit me up about working with them it was during monarchy i think it was toward it was in the beginning
1: no three. you hit me up or you i hit, hit you up because i was yeah.
0: Uh, yeah yeah i was t- I was, was just- you yeah, I was, I was telling you how much I liked the record. Yeah. I, I didn't really get into the first record until I heard Monarchy and I loved it so much. So then that's when I went back to the first record and started listening to it more. And I was like, oh, wow, I love this one too. What the fuck? I missed out on this one. <laughs> you know? Not really, but you know what I'm saying. And like, yeah, Monarchy just really grabbed me. And um, But then, you know, fast forward to where I was, know my name i remember brody sending me the pre-pro so you know no vocals no uh anything else just raw and i was just like wow you guys just get better and then i heard the record finish i was like holy fuck like this is insane this is amazing but i don't think we all like we all knew it was great but i don't think we knew it was gonna like take off like it did
1: no uh and how can you? Uh how you can know, you? So, yeah. So like so many times when people are sure that's when it doesn't fucking work it doesn't happen, happen. you know. Yeah. Um and yeah, it was unexpected. It was, yeah. Um to to some extent, uh, you know, and I mean I I yeah. remember the moment I realized that that you know, we were like really had something with that record was when they put out the first single, The Silent Life. Mhm. And just like seeing the view count after 24 hours or like, I, you know, I forget exactly like what, yeah, what the time period it was, period was or, yeah. you know, or like what the view count was, but like it would far surpass anything they'd ever done before. And we were like, Whoa, like yeah. people are
0: into this. They're going, yeah, they're, they're um, digging it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then it was just like a wild ride. Like it was just like this, this wave of like fan acclaim, critical acclaim, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, tour offers, uh, oh, yeah, then, man it you know, was like wild, success- dude. the headlining successful, uh, he- successful headlining tours, both in the U S and Europe and Canada, but, you know, even just... the Canada run. Remember Canada, we were all blown right? away by that. Yeah. That was like, I mean like that, that's okay. So like, that's one <laughs> area where, you know, I'll say like, that was my idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know it was, it was. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like like where a manager could, you know, can maybe like, you know, but again, like if the band doesn't have the songs, none of it fucking matters, you know? So that like, that's exactly. why I say like when, you know, a manager can steer the ship, but you know, he can the only band. have so much. Um, but, it, but yeah, with the Canada tour, like uh, you're right. I that it. was a early example of like, whoa, okay. These like, shows are this really is, doing good pretty sweet and like yeah i remember the first date of that tour in, in portland maine i think it was yeah
0: portland, you know which yeah,
1: like man. did reasonably well on like a wednesday night or thursday night or whatever a weekday yeah yeah and like you know i remember For like portland, as soon maine, as we show, were like
0: whoa okay that's decent that's that's more than i thought there was going to be there
1: exactly yeah and like i remember like seeing that like after that first show and being like okay this tour is going to do well Like, good start. You, you know
0: we're we're good yeah
1: yeah um yeah. And it did.
0: It did. Yeah. You even went to that. Didn't you go to the Halifax show? I did. Yeah. Home? So
1: my my, and my your... wife and I took our um, our first my kidless little... vacation since yeah. having our, uh, you know, since having offspring. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> our, uh, our son was three at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, like we went to Halifax, Nova Scotia. I don't really remember how it was chosen. Yeah. Um, I, like, I think it was actually my wife's idea. Like, I really? think that we were just talking about the Canadian tour. Okay. And she's like, oh, we should go, like, to go a to place the where, they're, where they're going, you know? Like, I've always wanted to go to Halifax or, like, something like that. Something up there, Yeah. Um, yeah, so we went and, yeah, it was like this cool little basement club. It was uh, like much, Much bigger than that lounge. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think it was like a yeah, like for it. It, yeah. it was amazing. Fucking Halifax, which like for those people who don't know, is basically the end of the earth. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's uh, it you know, it's a city. I think there's like, you know, 400,000 people or something. So it's like the size of, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean.
1: But yeah, it's like, you know, it's a significant city, but it's just like. It's out there.
0: It is it, not, a, yeah. not a lot. <clears throat> excuse me. Not a lot of bands go to it. I mean, I think, right? To be honest with you, <laughs> I think Rivers and Nile or Seeker were the first ones of bands bands that I work with that went there. Like I've never, whenever band like bands that I work with want to go to Canada, you know, or they want to do a Canadian run. It, it honestly never includes Halifax, that area, you know, that part of Canada. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, kind of new. There was, like, a few spots on that. That's why I remember I had to get contacts from Stefan, my boss, and be like, hey, right, right. I have no clue who books here. <laughs> who do you yeah. know? And he's like, well, here's this guy. You know, he's good, but uh, don't expect, like, much money. <laughs> So if the guys are, you know, good with that, you know, he's, he's, he's reliable. Right. And that's just, but those shows, the, the ones where we had really no idea, like Montreal and Toronto and stuff, like you kind of know what they're going to do, which those I think exceeded our expectations too. But the small towns in Canada definitely surprised us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, just, just by way of example for like, uh, you know, geographically speaking a a reference, like it would kind of just be like, if you were to tour and go to the very end of Baja, California, like the tip (laughs) of the peninsula, you know, like I think most people know what that is. Like, you can't go anywhere else. You have to turn around and go back, you know? So like, it's kind of a a dead end and that's why a lot of bands don't go there. But, um, but yeah, it worked out well, and yeah, the, like I remember, the idea was like let's just go everywhere in Canada, and then come back through the northern U.S. and that helped to build up those markets as well, oh, it which did, are yeah. really strong for Rivers now, like uh, yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. and Wisconsin, and um, and well, Chicago's always been, but you know, particularly yeah. those, those those northern too. areas,
0: yeah, the like the Minnesota, yeah. Wisconsin, those shows crushed completely. Blew, I, I, those definitely blew us away too. I mean. I was surprised about all and even then going into like the headlining tour in the states that was just like the flyer right there next to ben <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that tour it <laughs> was it was great oh, and that's and that's when i first that's... uh rivers and now was <laughs> yes <laughs> rivers and i was the one that turned me on to conjurer i remember when you hit me up with like the list of bands that you know look into for the tour and i was like who's conjurer what's this band and then i listened to him and i was like oh my god this band's fucking awesome And they had it. Those guys had a fucking blast on that tour. First U.S. tour ever.
1: Yeah, that band is sick. Like, I didn't know about them either until the Rivers guys uh, introduced me to them. And, um, you know, like, I think they now or or like whenever they release their next album will be as long as it doesn't completely shit the bed, they'll be where Rivers were on this record. You know I what like, I mean? Like yeah. I, I think they're poised for that elevation.
0: They really are. The band and, and they especially blew me away when I saw them, you know, live. That that's where I was like really yeah, me hooked too. to them. I was like, holy shit, man.
1: Me too. And yeah, I see um, in, good in the dudes. chat,
0: Imperial Blackness. Yes. Uh
1: Conjurer fucking blew me away on that tour. I was at the San Diego show. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, we have video of that show that Metal Blade took that we never released. Oh, so that's right. Maybe maybe it'll, it'll see the light out. of day did at they, some time. I mean, did Vince do it? Uh, yeah, Vince right. did it, and, and some other Metal Blade crew. Uh, like what happened was is we were gonna do like a a proper live, you know, release of some kind, like probably just online only. But you know, we were yeah. gonna do something with it, and then karang filmed the, the saint Vitus show the that's first right. one at the end of the tour
0: i remember and it yeah. came
1: out so amazing that like we were like well we can't top that
0: yeah <laughs> that, that that's it <laughs> yeah
1: and like metal blade was kind of bummed about it which i totally understand they're like why did we send people down there to you know to if it's not going to be released but like i think ultimately they they understood too they're like yeah like the, I mean, the Vitus show is, is fucking sick and just yeah. like the the energy in the in the room was just unbelievable, and oh, Kerrang did an, uh, an amazing job capturing it.
0: They did, yeah. Even adding, adding the second Vitus show was a great idea too, and then having like Imperial Triumphant on that, yeah, Outer Heaven, and uh, who? There was one other band I can't remember who the heck it was.
1: Uh, it was some death metal band.
0: Yeah, um, it was a band that Rivers is like friends with. That's really yeah, it was, good. A, I or, was it Warforged or Illustrium or like one oh, of those bands? No. Warforged is a band that Brody, uh, the Rivers and Isle guys turned me on to too. Yeah. I never knew about them. And then I remember Brody and Biggs hitting me up about them and being like, check out this record. And at first I was like, it's a lot going on here.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's dense
0: music. Yeah. No doubt. And then after a few listens, I was like, okay, I get it. And I really like it. (laughs) Those guys have like a really good ear for good bands.
1: Yeah, they do. And they've uh, like going back to the Conjurer thing that this is something that we worked on a lot was assembling a tour lineup that was not just a standard uh, like death metal lineup. You know, we really wanted to vary it because they're a band that has varied influences.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, they don't want to be touring with death metal bands all the time. Exactly. against death metal bands, just uh, variety is good. Yeah, no, a
0: little variety is great. And I think that lineup, you know, looking at it right now, Wolf King, Conjurer, Entheos, and Rivers was honestly perfect. It turned out great. Even Entheos on that tour just blew me away. They stepped it up as a band. Their live show, The lights, everything, they sounded incredible. I was just like really blown away by them as well. I even told them. Yeah, I remember I that. Like, they wow. had a cool
1: light show. I yeah.
0: remember that. And they sounded yeah. great as well. I was like, wow. Because I've seen them before, but it was years before this tour. And I was like, "I was like, all right, yeah, that's cool. And I just never really got really into them. And I think it I didn't really get into NTOs until I saw them on this tour. And I was like, okay, this is fucking sick. This band, is they really, really stepped it up. Like, oh, yeah. that's
1: so much of life though right is like yeah. seeing a band live that you've heard of or listened to even and then being blown away by them live you know mm-hmm. and that's not happening right now and it sucks but, it does you know yeah. like, I, like i want to say that people are being forced to get into new music other ways i don't know whether that's the case uh yeah like i think it's really hard for brand new
0: <clears throat> bands right now really, it is really hard. because yeah i mean seeing a band live and being blunt like Seeing a band live for the first time, uh, maybe you haven't heard of them before or you have and you listen to them, but seeing that band live and just being blown away is like the best feeling. That's like, yeah, it gets me stoked. Especially like before, like if I'm talking to a band about working with them and then I go see them live and I'm blown away by them, it's even better. That gets me like way more stoked to work with a band. I'm like, oh God, this band has it, you know? Like, for example, Conjurer, it was like, I picked them up and then I saw them live and I was like, holy shit, this this band's incredible. I, I Yeah, I got to work with them. Like, there was no doubts about them. I was like, I, I want to work with you guys. And then just meeting them as well. And then they stayed with me. I think I got them in like Rivers of Nile, like an Airbnb, and we partied and shit. <laughs> and I was just like, these are the coolest nice. fucking dudes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember partying. Yeah,
0: remember that? (laughs) Remember all the money we've spent on alcohol and Ubers? (laughs) Oh my God, I know. Your tweet. That's a crazy thing. Oh my God, dude. Looking back at it now, I'm like, how did I have that? Where did this money come from? (laughs) (laughs) I was actually making good money. Holy shit. (laughs) Now I'm like, man, I've saved a lot of money. I get gas in my car like once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. If that, I haven't gotten an oil change in my car since March. <laughs> nice. Which usually it's every two months, two and a half. It's like, it's so
1: interesting. Cause like I'm driving more than I ever have. Cause yeah. I live here now. Yeah. You're on uh, what's the, you uh, have to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I feel you. I mean like certainly on the, uh, on the going out and like booze, like, you know, if I have two beers in a night, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. I haven't, dude, I barely drink. Like it's insane. The last time I drank any alcohol was at my friend, my friend Stu, my old roommate in Dallas. It was his birthday, uh, early September, and I went up there to hang out with him and a few friends. And uh, that was the last time I drank. <laughs> wow, <laughs> which is nuts. Good for you, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I'm more. Uh, I'm, I, when I had Ken, uh, Ken from Abigail Williams, that did an episode with him and we were talking about this too. He was just like, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't really drank anything. He's like, I'm more of just like a, a social drinker. So like when I'm hanging with my friends, it's like, yeah, I'm drinking. And then he's like, "When I'm just like by myself or like hanging out at home, whatever, you know, hanging out at home. He's like, same. I yeah. just don't really think about it.
1: To, to me it's a so it's a social activity as well, you yes. know like I'll have like a drink maybe, yeah, uh, but like like early pandemic when we were all just like never leaving our homes at all i was um the the only times that I had more than one or like maybe two drinks were like zoom calls with friends, yeah you know, like I don't know if, if you were doing that, but yeah, like here I, and there. I i had like had a few with my college buddies yeah, you know, and he... like I got like. Kind of yeah. tanked, you know. I'd, yeah, you I'd got a know. bottle of whiskey on my own, and there <laughs> and there was one. Um, a friend of mine had a birthday party on Zoom, and it was like the format was hanging out for an hour, and then yeah. a dance party, af- like afterwards. And she just put on a playlist of mostly early nineties dance music, like Labouche and snap and you know, like, Oh God. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Um, and like everyone just danced in their living rooms and like, it sounds corny and awkward, but yeah. it was so much fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, and like I fucking, I just went, I for love it. it. And just was pounding the whiskey. Dude. That's uh,
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> but but like that, that actually was the impetus for the heavy metal happy hour thing that, yeah, uh, let's that get into we that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, So we have, we launched a series called Heavy Metal Happy Hour. It is right here on Twitch and it broadcasts every Thursday night. It's an hour long. Check it out. It's hosted by Whitney Moore, who is a, a, um, an actress, I guess is the most Broadway of saying it. She Um, used to do a YouTube show for Metal Sucks called The Week in Metal. Um, she recently had a show on Sci-Fi that that kind of melded the horror and metal worlds, I think. And like, she's done stuff for geek and sundry and like she's just like in the the kind of like nerd universe like metal video games comic books Mm -hmm. um you know like like that sort of thing like she's just you know and she's great to work with super professional uh big metal head super knowledgeable yeah and um so and so so i was at the zoom birthday party um and I was like this is amazing we have to do something like this for metalheads and you know of course I was like drunk and stone but <laughs> I um I I rolled with it and yeah we, we ended up we got E1 to sponsor it yep um and we hired Whitney to do the show for 12 episodes so we'll see what happens after that but the format is it's an hour long and it starts uh so there's a, a playlist and and Whitney's it's like a DJ set she's yeah. playing tunes and she's chatting with people in the chat. Yeah. And, um, and then half an hour in, we have a special guest that comes on to hang out much like we are now. But yeah. with uh, but with music playing underneath. Uh, so we've had Blasco from Ozzy's band. We had two yeah. guys from Guar, We had Rob Flynn from Machine Head. Lejon oh, wow. from Seven Dust. Uh, Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder, uh, you know, so it's a different guest every week for half an hour. For half an hour. Um, and it's okay. just, you know, it's it's a Twitch hang. Like, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's low stakes, people just hanging out. Talking, um, drinking. And, uh, yeah, thank you for, for posting the link there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash heavy metal happy hour for, for if anyone's listening and not looking Thursday, at Thursday, right? And, and uh, yeah, every Thursday at 8 p.m., uh, Eastern, Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. That's right. So, yeah. kind of right in
0: that, that happy hour um, area. Yeah, that time. No, yeah. it um, well, is a great idea, honestly. I gotta. I, I started to follow it the other day. So, I know when I get the notification, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, so this week, uh,
1: this Thursday, we have Matt Byrne, the drummer from Hate Breed. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Next week, so that will be the 29th. I believe. Yeah. Let's say Thursday we have, uh, Mark Tremonti and Scott Phillips from altar bridge. Um, yeah, then the week after that, we have Brittany slays from unleash the archers. Oh,
0: that's awesome. And we one too. of my, one of my
1: favorite bands of this year that I, that I discovered this year. I know they've been unleash. around for, but, um, and what's that? Unleash the archers. Unleash the archers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they're great. And, um, and then, uh, and then we have, we'll have one episode left after that, that'll complete the the 12 that were contracted for. Yeah. And, and we're trying to get somebody from lamb of God for that. We're in Ooh. discussions. We'll see if that happens. That would be fucking uh, rad. But yeah, I mean, I think like the thing that I've learned and like Twitch, it, like I've only dabbled in it over the years. So this is kind of like my first experience really like living in the Twitch world for, for heavy metal happy hour. Like my experience, well, what I've learned is that it's kind of just more about the hangout, like regardless of who's there in a way, like, you know, like you're like establishing a rapport with the audience and Mm -hmm. people who come back and and chat with you and kind of just like get in on, uh, you know, on the vibe you're creating. Yeah. So, so that's what we're trying to do. And, um, so far so good we'll see where it takes us
0: yeah no it's a great idea honestly no one's doing that and i think it you. can. i think it can grow keep growing i mean especially with these guests the here more... here's another idea
1: for you and you know maybe and don't steal it i'll i'll murder you and like anyone in the chat <laughs> if, if i see this idea launched i'm gonna know where the fuck you got it okay so don't share it, don't share it. i won't, I, I, won't even, I won't i probably shouldn't even say it but i'm going to so the idea is um, heavy metal trivia. And, oh, you know, okay, it's like, yeah, that's a cool it's like idea. A trivia at a bar, you know, where people, you know, like the host asks the question, and then yeah. you, you know, you have a team, and you could be like on a Zoom call with just your team, mm-hmm. but you know, you're you're watching the host on YouTube, and then there's like a form you send in with your answers, like however the mechanics work. Yeah. Um, like I, oh,
0: I should be froze
1: kind of got the idea from Ted Berg who's a baseball writer um and like he did one for for baseball it was awesome like I I did it and it was so much fun you know and we I had like my team with some of the other dudes I play baseball with yeah and uh you know we had like our zoom call and then we would submit the answers and um yeah I was like why isn't anyone doing this for
0: metal yeah it's a great fucking idea so is that Thank something you. you guys are thinking or about doing? It. I'm not going to steal it. <laughs> um, I won't steal it. I promise. Like they're very early phases yeah.
1: thinking, you know, like I'm, I'm not I've not started thinking about trying to organize it yet. Yeah, um, no, you know, no. like just it's just an idea at this exactly. point. Uh, I got like a few things sort of ahead of it in the queue or uh-huh. like that are oc- occupying my mental space at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I tackle those, maybe I'll get to that.
0: Yeah. get through that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. You know, there was one other, th- there was one thing I wanted to ask you, how did you come up with the name Vince Nielsen? Well, Nielsen? well um, where did you guys wait? Like you, did you guys not want to use your actual names when you first started metal socks? Is that when you said started- well
1: okay, so this this is this is something that I forgot to mention before. So like you know, I yeah. mentioned the uh, like let's do pitchfork for metal. Yes. Um another one of our big influences was Metal Sludge. I don't know if you I know that ever... site. No, I
0: don't um, think so. But it's, actually
1: it's kind of like a, like a drudge report, but for like 80s hair metal bands only. Oh, okay. Um and uh, they always had funny writers that operated under aliases, and and I think that was some inspiration for the idea.
0: I got you, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: honestly, I don't completely remember. Because as with most ideas that we've come up with for this entire career, really, we were very stoned when it happened. But like the the basic idea was like, let's make pseudonyms that are Jewish versions of famous 80s rock stars. Okay. So we ended up with Vince Neilstein and Axel That's Rosenberg. Dope. I
0: love and that one. Then, Axel um, Rosenberg.
1: <laughs> and then there were, there were a couple others, like other people throughout the yeah. years, riffed on that same theme. But yeah, I mean, That's like true. we weren't trying to avoid attention like i think that was the assumption
0: yeah
1: uh you know or that's the assumption that a lot of people make that like oh like if we write under pseudonyms then then no one will bother us and although i will say that that element of it of it has actually been pretty nice at times over the years even i if could it's, imagine you know, yeah like it's easy to find out who we are i mean like here i am doing a podcast with you uh you know under my real name and i've done many before and you yeah know, i know yeah I'm just out there but like you know most people just don't think to look it up um wow. so like the anonymity uh, anonymity has provided um you know it, it has been nice at times i will say and like yeah,
0: uh you
1: know i do sometimes get people coming up to me at shows and you know and and punishing me a bit um yeah. but if it was my real name it would be way worse you know Oh <laughs> like, yeah
0: i would think so yeah, as well i would definitely you know. think so Have you ever ha- encountered anyone that because obviously metal sucks will you know, I I see it. We all see it. Like people that comment and like hate on the things you sometimes. you guys sometimes post and all that. Have you ever encountered a, a I guess you could say a hater in real life? No. No. Like, okay. Like it really is I always wondered one. that. I really yeah. always wondered like, that. Like
1: people just feel emboldened to say shit online that they would yeah. never say
0: in face in person. Yeah.
1: It's just you know, it's just true. I mean I I, I would have to imagine that there have been people that have seen me at shows and recognized me yeah. and you know I'm like oh I hate that fucking guy like I just <laughs> want to give him a piece of my mind or, you know whatever but they
0: never have so so that's good yeah that's definitely nice so what's your um I guess what's your prediction on how things look for the future for us for the music industry I guess well do you have uh, any predictions like i did (laughs) months ago
1: right um (laughs) i mean you were one of the only people keeping it real
0: yeah
1: and and, you know it turns out you were even being conservative
0: but yeah yeah, like like, you know a a lot
1: of a lot of tours now are being canceled for early 2021 Mm -hmm. you know and i can say like for rivers of nile they had been talking about doing a european tour yeah. And a US spring, one, right actually. Yeah. Spring. Yep. Um, and it was, it didn't even go as far as booking it, but you know, there we were just seriously discussing it and, uh, you know, and now we're just like, ah, eh, fuck that. Like let's punt it to the fall. Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like a lot of people are starting to do that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean yeah. that sort of seems to be like the, the event horizon to me, uh-huh. like that people are looking towards the fall to start doing stuff again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know how it'll play out. Like, you know, maybe it's, people yeah, will start to say. kind of experimenting in the summer. That that could be possible.
0: I feel like that'll be possible or like late spring maybe. It's weird because like I even talked to Anthony from Come and Take It Live here in Austin. And uh, I think it was like a week or two ago he texted me and uh, he said that they're going to be able to reopen in November that's what it's looking like it's not like concrete um and i was like oh wow he's like yeah let's see if we can get like some bands down here flying for like a show you know a few shows around texas and i was like uh i mean we could see (laughs) because i'm like i don't know i don't know like really any bands that would do something like that unless they're from the state of texas you know yeah there might be some that might be down with it, depending on the rules and how it's all going to be set up, you know?
1: Yeah, I I think you're right. Um, And I've seen some bands talk about it in those terms. Yeah. Clutch being one of them, uh, you know, saying they were looking into like doing a residency, like, you know, once a week show. And I forget where they're from, like Memphis or something.
0: Okay, Um, Uh, Like a certain venue. Yeah. And it was just an
1: idea. This was nothing that they, at least as far as i know that they concretely took steps to to make happen but i like i could totally see it going that way yeah because you know it just it keeps the expense down you know and you know yeah. how important that is it's just touring is expensive it is so you it know if very... you can just do uh, you know a couple of local or regional shows uh, i think that that's a good way to test the waters
0: yeah i think so as well cuz it's like it's like, I do like, I can't hate, I can't hate on a venue that's able to open back. If you're if you're able to open back up, you, you got to, right. You mm-hmm. can't, like if you want to keep your business going and stay alive and the state, the you know, city is like, okay, you can open back up at 50% capacity. It's like, you have to do it. Yeah. You just have to do it and you just have to be very safe and strict. And, and, um, you know, obviously, you know, you're secure. I feel like your security and whatnot, your staff has to be very on top of like, I guess, watching everyone and making sure all the, you know, people that are attending the show or whatever, are you know, following the rules is obviously when people start drinking alcohol, they're going to start, yeah, man. you know, yeah. Oh, fuck this. You know, I'm not wearing a mask or, you know what I'm saying? Or might yeah, dude, start no, following the rules. So it's like
1: Or like not even not even necessarily meaning to, just like getting, just, you know, talking a little bit closer to somebody
0: exactly. without really thinking it, about it. It happens. Yeah. We all we've all been there. We've all gotten yeah. you know a lot, you know, you and I, you know, it's just how it is and what alcohol will do. And um so it's I'm curious to see because it's definitely it's definitely sucks to see places closing down big time, obviously. And the last thing I want to especially when it's like people that I'm like close with, like, you know, for one example, Anthony, like I've, I've been close with Anthony for 10 years now, over 10 years now. And, um, I remember when he first got come and take it live, it was called, um, it was called Grizzly Hall before. I remember when he first bought it, him and his partner, I was so stoked for him. You know, I was like, finally Anthony has his own venue, you know, and, uh, to see him going through all this. Luckily he has a really awesome landlord. So, which has been helping him, you know, but, uh, it's just, you know, I know he, like the landlord, like gave him like a few months free,
1: which That's is nice. great. We're
0: very nice yeah. of him. It's not a lot of doing that. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: not everyone can, <laughs> no.
0: is going to get that. Yeah. yeah. So he's been, he's definitely been lucky, but at the same time he's, Anthony is the type of guy that, you know, is not going to leave his employees hanging, you know, dry. So he's been helping them out, and you know whatnot. So I definitely want to see him pull through, and everyone else, obviously too. I mean, everyone's hurting. Saint Vitus, you know, everybody. Which, speaking of yeah. Saint Vitus, got the shirt.
1: <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're wearing right now? Yeah, I yeah. can't see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um,
0: I spoke with David a little it, bit. Today, like the actually. other thing
1: is, like when like when touring does return like you know it's going to be hard for people like you to book because who knows what venues are even going to still be around
0: and what the Um, rules
1: are yeah and what the like what the rule like can you put together a continuous routing like where you know that makes sense for a band to do
0: yeah
1: where the you know the rules are going to allow shows and at what capacity will those shows be and will it be worth it
0: will be worth it yeah
1: you know, to to tour if they can only fill twenty five or fifty percent of the room, do, exactly. do the economics work? Yeah. Um, and what kind of guarantees are bands going to be getting? And yeah. uh, are people going to feel comfortable going? There's just like so many there's
0: factors. So many factors. And there's like a lot of people that I mean, even bands that I've spoken with that when I start bringing these those things up to them, that they're like, oh yeah, I never thought about that. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like. You guys will be able to start playing shows, but, like, you probably won't be able to do, like, a full, like, U.S. tour. You might only be able to do, like, these five states, you know, or, like, yeah. cities, and that's what it's going to be, and that's that's it. And you're going to go home right after. Or,
1: yeah, know, which makes it hard for, you know, like, Rivers, for example. They've got guys in, like, four different states. I know. You know, so just getting them together in the same place yeah. to begin a tour is just an expense right out of the gate, right away. You yeah. know, and then it's like, it, you know, is it worth it after that? Like, it, you know, and so many bands are in that same boat.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's crazy. I guess we're we're gonna see how everything plays out. Um, I don't know. Everyone's like, well, "We're gonna see what it looks like after after the election." <laughs> and I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> I'm like, maybe. <laughs> I mean, but who knows, yeah. right? Who knows? The election is its own. Its own thing. We don't, Yeah, we're not going to get into that, that crap. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Lord. Eh, anyway. You've, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, thank you so much for doing this with me. I appreciate it. Um, it's been a good time catching up. Also learning about Metal socks, learning about Blast Beat Network, learning about how you met the Rivers and Isle guys, because I actually never knew that. I actually never, I, I don't think, no, I never asked you about that. <laughs> yeah, or thanks for having science. me, man. This you know, this, this been has
1: fun. been fun. Um, I, I like doing this kind of, you know, it's like I don't get a ton of interview requests. Just yeah, Like You know, most writers don't, but like I, you know, I like doing them and I like telling my story. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, man.
0: yeah and I'll, I'll upload this to YouTube probably tomorrow or the next day as well. There's a lot of people, cool. you know, share a lot of people can't sure. attend just a live stream. So I like to put it up on there as well. Definitely. awesome man well again thank you everyone for sticking sticking around uh anyone that missed it, it's going to be on youtube and uh ben thank you thank you again appreciate it man. cheers cheers man see you later everyone